Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. And today we are recording episode 101. And no, we will not be talking about Dalmatians, but more importantly, survival travel phrases to help you out on your next trip or adventure. Because let's face it, if you travel abroad, you don't have some basic survival travel phrases, you might be in a pinch. So I hope these survival travel phrases will help you all and you enjoy some of the new words and phrases that you'll be learning today. So without further ado, my buddy Jared, or my camo, as we say in the Czech Republic, which means bro, could be a tra- uh, travel survival phrase, depending on how bro you are or not. Without further ado, my buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? Ahoy. Hola. Hello. Uh, this is Konnichiwa. Tra- yeah. Yeah. Um, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> off, off to a great start. <laughs> Hello. Guten Tag. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, first of all, please, before we get into some more, uh, we're, we're spilling our seed too early. First, spread a little love and uh, follow us on uh, Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our episode 100. I hope you enjoyed our Chicago episode. Um, follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable One, the number one. Um, follow us, uh, 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 email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Give us five-star reviews. Spread, Spread a, little love. a little love on iTunes and Stitcher, please. Um, follow us, watch us on YouTube. You can see these beautiful faces. Chad's now beardless, if you were wondering what that looked like. Check out his cleft chin. Uh, or uh, go to untranslatablepodcast.com and check out <laughs> – you're killing me. Check out um, – uh, and check out all the untranslatables. You can see all of our backlog of episodes. You can see, um, you can contact us there if you want to. Uh, you know, just uh, spread a little love. Yesterday, I went to um, something called the Sincerity Project, and it, there was a lot of love spread in that room. What it was was every two years, this uh, theater group they put on a show. At, it was at a place called Fringe Arts. I don't know if they do it there every time. And for some reason, they've committed to doing it for until 2038. And they started in 2014. And so Sydney told me about this. And, I was, and we, were look, we saw like parts of the last ones on YouTube or something like that. And I was like, this looks so dumb. And I, like, <laughs> I was going there kind of expecting to mock it. Uh, what it is is that they put on – it's essentially like um, – like theater about their lives and like the you know the update on their lives and and how, and it's sort of like a documentary theater thingy um but I got there and I watched it and wow that was good it was so good oh nice first of all we left Sydney bawling uh and not bawling oh, dang. but she was definitely crying it, every, not just her a bunch of people were it was great it was um so they do it every 2 years and it's um this year they focused mainly on uh, mourning and like a rebirth. So like two of the people's parents had died in the past two years. Oh jeez. And uh, one of the ones whose dad had passed away, she had uh, with recently give, given birth to a new kid, and so it was a lot about that. And it was it was very interesting. It was really cool. And they do it every two years. And even though I'm moving uh, back home to Michigan soon, that doesn't mean I'm never coming back to Philly soon. And I hope to see it again sometime. It was very interesting. And I was really looking forward to mocking it when I left. But I was like, damn, that was kind of good. <laughs> weren't, weren't throwing any parties at their faces, huh? No, 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 no. A party was thrown in my face trying to think that I could make fun of that. That's really cool. And yeah. you know, Jared, that's that's really fascinating. Um, some of the, the books I've been reading lately, 
Um, I forget which book it was. I kind of read sporadically like three or four different books at the same time. Probably mm-hmm. a stupid idea. Would probably be no, more I, efficient to read one book at a time, but whatever. I feel like it's better to read multiple. I feel like it's kind of like learning multiple languages or instruments at a time, reading a bunch of books at a time, I feel right. like. Granted, and, when I do that, I never finish any of them. <laughs> right. And for me, for me, it's it's about the uh, the journey, not so much the destination when it comes to mm. reading, right? Um but anyways, as, 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 as cliche as that is, anyways, one of the books, though, they mentioned um, how would uh, or what would your funeral look like? What would people say about you? Mm. Who would be there? It was interesting to think about that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and um, I know you would be there. You would be roasting me the whole time. The That's entire true. eulogy would be just straight be roasts. There. I'd be there scoping out a new podcast uh, co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. We got two uh, in the can, so I need to find a new co-host soon. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, but that's interesting, though. Yeah. And I, I read something else, too, about how the way our society is set up today, like corporate, big corporations don't want people to realize that they're that we are, this is sad, but it's true that we're all going to die one day because- mm-hmm. I think when you realize that we don't have all this time that we think we do, I mean, I remember being younger, one, stupidly thinking I was invincible, number one, when I was a lot younger, like a teenager, and number two is, you know, people always say that phrase, you have your whole life ahead of you, right? Right. Unless you're like in your 50s or 60s, you know, people usually say that, right? Yeah. Well, Um, they still have have their whole life ahead of them when you're in their 50s. Like, it's still just as applicable then, too. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Basically, a lot of corporations, they don't want people to, they want to distract us because, um, I mean, think about it. If you, if you always think you will always have more time, you'll probably spend less time doing what's really important, which to me would be spending time with friends, with family, playing my instruments and doing, you know, reading, doing things that's important to me. But at least in American society, it's all about consume, 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 buy, mm-hmm. buy, buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was also an interesting point as well. Um, kind of related to mortality um in the past couple of years i've thought a lot about that whole you have your whole life ahead of you thing right I, i'm starting to feel like um you know like just you know when you think about your you know what you're doing with your life or like how you're making your money and all that stuff it's like man i like i'm not this really makes me want to focus on doing what i actually want to do even though right. people would still tell me i have my whole life ahead of me because i am you know young in the grand scheme of things but it really does you, I, you quickly start putting things into perspective once you're out of college specifically, I think. And once you're specifically, like, making your own living, essentially. Where right. it's like, shit, I want to do this right. I don't, like, I don't want to be, like, 10 years into a, to so, some career that I only kind of care about. And then it's like, right. I'm kind of trapped here. Right. Yeah. And that's why I'm really lucky I've been able to come to the Czech Republic mm-hmm. and teach English here. And it's really reaffirmed what I already thought with, was – you know, I really love teaching and I'm very lucky. And um, this weekend was my last Fulbright meeting. And we mm. are we are based more or less in the grand, grand scheme of things pretty much done other than, excuse me, other than teaching my last few weeks of classes. Right. Did, was what's it, in, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. What's interesting is in the beginning of our program, we wrote ourselves letters. Mm. That was and actually... I, that was actually. Please, are you gonna read it? Yeah. Yes. That was actually. Yeah. The only reason I. That was actually something that the Sincerity Project did. They allowed it, like us to write letters to ourselves, and you can read. Mm-hmm. Come get it. Uh, I didn't write one, but Sydney did. So maybe we'll oh, see cool. that in a couple of years. 
I'm so. Do you cool. have? Do you remember what you wrote to yourself? Well, I've read it a few times now. So, oh, okay. um, but but at the time, no. When we got our letters back, I was like, "What did I write?" Mm. And of course, in stereotypical Chad fashion, over optimistic and super cheesy. But I got Let's it hear right it. here, Let's and hear I'm going to read it for all of you. Um, but I've decided Pleasure. when I go to my next destination, I'm going to write myself a letter again. Yeah, do it I for might yourself. even send it to my parents mm. or write it before I go mm-hmm. and then read it when I come back home. Yeah. Um, other cool thing though, which I also want to, sadly, our, our listeners won't be able to see this, but uh, everybody on YouTube can see this. What's also really, really sweet is they also hooked us up with these sweet t-shirts that say Fulbright Czech Republic. Oh, that is cool. It's like a comfy, comfy cotton t-shirt with navy blue. And it's, uh, has, uh, like the outline of Prague within the Czech Republic and says Fulbright Czech Republic. It kind of so. kind of matches your um, your hoodie from your school. It does. I mean, I'll just have to rock these and be all, all checked <laughs> out. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, without further ado, though, yes. let me read you what um, the um, Fulbrighter, formerly known as Chad. No, I'm still known as Chad. But um, <laughs> so I wrote this on 8-29-2018, and it goes like this. Dear Chad, I hope this letter finds you well and you've been able to improve your knowledge of Czech. And I think here I meant not only the language, but the culture and the country as well. I'd say um, you did that. You betcha. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, give, give me some you betchas if you think I've accomplished <laughs> these things. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, make connections with your fellow English teachers, colleagues, and students. Bajalsta. Uh-huh. Uh, represent Michigan and the U.S. with pride and dignity. You betcha. I'm not sure if I did that one, but I tried my best. If you can positively impact a few students and teachers, then you have done a good job. Hopefully, your clubs, as in after-school extracurriculars, will work out, and you can also become a part of the local community. Do your best in showing checks the breadth and depth of American culture. Continue honing and improving your teaching skills, learn from your mentors and contribute in any way possible, which I definitely think I have done. Um, I'm excited to meet my students. Now, I I don't know why I went from third person to first person, but here we go. Um, Bad writing technique, everybody. Um, I should roast. I'm roasting my own letter right now. I'm excited to meet my students and colleagues. And then back to the third person. Don't be afraid to go out of your comfort zone and try new things. Don't become discouraged if there are struggles, language barriers, and cultural misunderstandings. You betcha. Uh, Learn and grow from them. This is the start of an amazing new journey, so truly take advantage of every opportunity. Hopefully when you are reading this, you have become smarter, stronger, and an overall better person. Slipping on gator piss. (laughs) Uh, Remember, it is... Oh, here we go, Jared. Remember, it is not about the destination, but the journey. Mm-hmm. I don't know where and what you will be doing after this, but whatever it may be, give it your all. And then I ended it. My salutation is a good German phrase, an early little untranslatable for everyone. And I don't know if you know this one. Venschon Denschon signed Chad. Do you know what Venschon Denschon means? Well, it's like when you're, it's like be good essentially is what it's saying. Nope. No, Venschon, Venschon Denschon is like, um, you can you can only do it if you really do it. Mm. 
Like, like when, when you've already done it, you can say you've done it. Oh, okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's actually a, yeah, that's actually an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote. Venchon Denchon. I noticed he didn't mention the podcast. I was a little bummed about that, but that's okay. I I know. I know. Right. Like you can't, I guess. I hope Jared continues (laughs) to roast me on every episode. Um, Um, no, but yeah, it was, well, this was, uh, and it was kind of interesting though, because they told us, you know, they basically gave us free range. They were like, write this letter to your future self and you'll get it at the end of this grant. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Right. So they didn't really say focus on these things, which is good. I think I think that's good. But sometimes when you have such an empty, uh, you know, such a blank slate, it's hard to know even where to begin. Right. 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 Yeah. And what do you want to focus on? Was exactly. It, was it an emotional uh, setting in there? It, it was. Um Nobody, well, a few people got a little teary. I did not cry, though, which I'm say, a little you just, surprised. You, can, you, don't, you can just say it was you. You don't have to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't cry, but I'm really worried that at the end of the school year, I think there's definitely going to be some tears. We're I have a feeling what's going to happen is one of my colleagues is going to start, and then mm. I'm going to start, and then it's just the water. the waterworks will be coming. Um, mm-hmm. but what, what can you do? You know, when you make such great connections with people and really enjoy being with them and working with them, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to the next chapter. It'll be great to be in Michigan. Great to see you and do some in-person podcasts as well. Yeah. That's um, excited. So I can't, I can't complain, but now I think it's time to spread a little love. And no, I lied to you, by mm-hmm. the way. I oh, changed you did? my mind. Okay. I do have one, but you can go first. So my first one actually goes out to our home state of Michigan. The mitten, Ooh, because you betcha, Michigan uh, utility has okayed um, to close coal plants and boost renewable energy sources. So Michigan regulators on Friday uh, approved a major utilities plan to phase out its cold fire power plants and rely increasingly on renewable sources and energy efficiency to provide electricity. Jackson-based Consumers Energy which supplies power to much of the lower peninsula, um, got the okay after modifying a proposal it initially submitted a year ago. So I think this is fantastic. Michigan, Mm -hmm. you're doing the right thing and going in the right direction. So it's absolutely fantastic to move more towards renewable and cleaner energy. I agree. I agree. Uh, I went to the Pride Parade this morning, and it got me thinking. I I meant to mention this, uh, but it works as a shout-out, too. Uh, I wanted to say shout shout out to the entire LGBT community because you know I was there and it was cool to see all the uh, you know all the stuff going on and there were like moms with like free hugs for moms shirts and stuff like that and it was very nice um, and you know when I left I took public transportation there when I left I was thinking um, you know like I was about to like I have the sticker on and and I had like some like these bead things on and I was gonna take it off and I thought oh, it's, I should leave it on because there is something to like. There are people that live their life like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want someone to see me like this or what if they see that or something like that. Right. And I was just thinking that people live their life in that fear. And uh, the oh, least I sure. could do is wear this goddamn sticker till I get home. That's very um, woke of you, Jared. <laughs> thank you. And it just got me thinking about like the, uh, you know, about some about the fears that I assume a lot of uh, the LGBT community lives with on a daily basis. And uh, it was cool to see all the fun that they were having. It was uh um they definitely know how to party it was loud there was a lot of whistles that was annoying uh, 
but uh, it was it was cool. It was a uh, and it was cool to see like all the different companies uh, showing up. But there is that whole thing about well, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm, obviously I gotta get negative in every shout out I give. But it was great, and it was and you know it was I had to get up kind of earlier than I would like to on a Sunday, um, and I had to go to a parade, which I'm never excited to do, no matter what the parade is for. But I'm glad I went. You know, it felt like a, a good place to like be present at and i want to say shout out to that and it was also cool to see that there was no like bs going on you know there weren't like any religious at least that i saw weren't any like religious nuts uh standing somewhere uh, no westboro baptist church no luckily no no that is good yeah 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 that's 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 great i mean look i think um like also though i don't understand why a bunch of people are like, well, why don't we have a straight pride parade? And I will tell you, I will tell all of you right now, the reason why is people in heterosexual relationships have not been persecuted for their mm-hmm. sexual orientation. They have not been arrested or jailed, mm-hmm. nor have they been executed because of their sexual orientation. And so the whole point of pride is to celebrate the fact that we are becoming more and more tolerant and accepting of the LGBTQ community in the States, at least, and hopefully other places around the world as well. And that's why we have these types of parades. I've, you always get these whiners and complainers like, well, if they can have a, a gay pride, you know, parade, why can't we have a straight pride parade? And it's like, come on, come on, you dingus. It's very yeah. simple. And also what I always think of that, where it's like, um, where it's like, no one's stopping you, first of all. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like if you really feel this strongly about it, do it. See what see how many people show up and see like right. no one's stopping you. It's like wh- right. why don't why don't we get to have one? Where it's like, well, much like the gay pride parade, someone had to put it together. It didn't mm-hmm. just it didn't just appear. Right. So it's like, hey, do it if you think it's so important. They're um the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues are currently in the uh NHL playoffs. And there was uh on Twitter there was this uh there was these two Boston Bru- both on the same team or same fans. They weren't players, mm-hmm. but they got into this crazy fist fight in the stands. And uh, this gay dude I follow on um, on Twitter was like, uh, "Is this the straight pride parade everyone's been talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. That is too funny. But yeah, oh, two fans on the same team were like, were like, they had like groups of friends that were just brawling in the uh, in the nosebleeds section. Oh, jeez. That's no good. That is no yeah. good at all, that's for sure. No, no. Well, Jared, my next shout-out goes out to one of my favorite Chicago-based rappers. Also, check out our previous episode, or not episode, but our previous travel tips mm-hmm. dropping every two weeks on Saturdays about Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I Chance think you can rapper. guess the rapper. Good good job, Jared. Mm-hmm. You read my mind. So Ch- uh, Chance the Rapper is uh, has... Uh, put out that he is going to buy groceries for one entire year. Um, And so uh, Chance dropped his latest single called Groceries and said people with the the 10 best dance videos to that song would win free groceries for a year. So shout out to Chance, one for um, supporting these people with their uh, good dance moves. I think that's great. And the first winner is um, uh, a woman named Taylor McBride. And, uh, and she is an Eastern State Connecticut University employee. And, uh, and she actually submitted the video with her 18-month-old son, Dawson. And she said she was so excited um, to find this out. And for a lot of people, this is a huge help. 
You know, I mean, just getting their groceries paid for. I think there's a lot of people that don't understand the struggles that a lot of people go through paycheck to paycheck, struggling to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. And I think this will definitely free some of that up for some of these people. So shout out to you, Chance, for being so uh, generous. And um, I think it's also cool, too, that he had them do uh, like a like make it a dance competition as well. Right. Um, And I bet you it also help. um maybe help them eat healthier too, knowing that they can maybe yeah. be a little bit more selective when they're in the grocery store mm-hmm. and they don't have to, you know, you know, be a little more selective on what they eat rather than fully based off of price. I mean, I mean, right. Just living off of ramen and right. I don't know and, what uh, else. Tostino's pizza rolls. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so my last shout out, um, kind of on a similar vein goes out to a five-year-old Alabama girl who uses her weekly allowance for blessing bags um, for homeless people in their town and hand distributes these bags on the weekends. Um, So uh, the mother of this girl is Haley Bennett. So one shout out to you for raising such a sweet daughter um, for helping homeless in their town of Florence, Alabama. Um, They saw, so the story goes, they saw a homeless man sleeping on a thrown out mattress near a dumpster um, we cooked dinner and we brought him a plate. My daughter was like, where is his house? What does he do if it rains? What does he do if it gets cold? You know, the, I mean, these are honest questions a five-year-old asks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, since witnessing the impacts of homelessness in her own community, um, Tinsley, um, has been determined to help. So she has an allowance. She cleans her room and helps me with chores. But instead of buying toys, we will go to uh, Dollar Tree and by ponchos, umbrellas, among many other things. Um, so I think that's really amazing. They fill these gallon-sized Ziploc bags and give homeless people in their, in their area personal hygiene products, food, and different things. I think it's absolutely awesome. So yeah, uh, sure. sending a, a lot of love and shout-outs to Haley Bennett and Tinsley as well. So great job. Mm-hmm. Keep it up, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, that's cool. But you know what's even cooler? No, I'm <laughs> you know what time it is, Jared. Yes, for some untranslatables, which are idioms, sayings, proverbs that don't make any sense if you translate them directly to English. But really, there's some meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. I have a couple. Actually, I have a few, I guess would be the proper term. So you have three? Uh, yeah. My first one is Russian, which means I have to get this close to my face so I can actually... Uh, Pianomu more moru mori mori po koleno alusa poushi. And it literally means the ocean comes up to a drunk man's knees, but a puddle comes up to his ears. So does this mean like drunk people overreact about really small things? You're so close. They overreact about something specifically, something personal. Something personal. They're out of booze? <laughs> no. No, that's hilarious. No, it's uh, drunk people brag uh, a lot but are capable of very little. Oh, so like, that's a good it's just one. like those drunk people that are, are always like uh, talking about how, how how hot shit they are. Kind of like right. Don, actually, telling you that he can beat you at a <laughs> table tennis. At a table tennis. <laughs> we we got to make that happen. All, yeah. Although I'm going to start training with my dad once I get back to Michigan. So I... I don't think he'll have a chance in hell. Um, it's exactly hey. why we have to make it happen. Right. Shut that's him true. up for once. That's <laughs> <laughs> Dad, if you're listening. 
He's the not. ping pong challenge is is on. Um, so my I have two check ones because okay. I'm feeling good about this. I think I can finish off strong. I like the confidence. If I can do it, I'm going to try to have two check ones until we're done. Okay. Um, we'll see. It's a ballsy move. You need about six more. I think we can do it. At this yep. point, maybe eight. Yep. So here we go. My first one is Pustitsi Hubu na Spatzier, which means, well, you should be able to get Spatzier. Is that like walking? Or yeah, very, very or good. Like very good. And it means to uh, let your mouth take a walk. Mm. Is that where you're let your mouth take a walk? Is that telling someone to shut up or the opposite? Someone's talking too much. Kind, you're really close. Our, we have an English untranslatable that has to do with your feet and your mouth. Oh, 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 oh. Where it's like you put your foot in your mouth. Which, which means? Is, you, you like say something that's, um, that's uh, at the bad timing, not the right thing to say, and you just, it's just kind of an absent-minded thing. For example, today when I was at the Pride Parade, there was this one gay dude that um, was dancing a lot. He seemed like he enjoyed attention a lot because he would like go to a specific spot and just dance mm-hmm. in front of a crowd. Okay. And this lady, um, uh, well, I just put my foot in my mouth too, I guess. This person um, was handing out lollipops, and he's like, uh, "Thank you, ma'am." And she's like, "I'm not a ma'am." And he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Uh, so I guess I made the same mistake. The, there you go. There you go. Okay. I also Fair put enough. my foot in my mouth. I can't, right. I'm talking about this other guy, and I did the same thing. Right. Oh, uh, my next one's Indonesian, and it's hangat 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 Thai ayam, and it means warm little chicken poo. <laughs> warm little chicken poo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Warm. Can you give me an example? I'm really lost on this one. Mm, okay. So, um, this isn't like a pet name, is it? <laughs> no, that's hilarious. <laughs> it can be though if you want it to be. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> no, so um uh so say for example, um oh, I have a good example. I um a couple of years ago I went skiing in Vermont and um I was very excited cuz uh, I like skiing, it's fun. Um but once I got out there, I didn't realize that it was like in the negative temperatures. At the mm-hmm. bottom of the mountain, so at the top of the mountain it was even colder than that. And okay. I quickly was like, "This is not fun. I feel like I'm about to lose my nose and all limbs at any moment." Okay. And it was some real warm little chicken poo. So it's just a bad scenario. No, it's a person who's only excited to do something at the beginning when it's just starting, but they quickly uh-huh. lose interest and heart. And that's how I felt. When I was started skiing, I was like, oh, this okay. is fun. And I was like, oh, God, I can't feel my fingers. <laughs> okay. I can't feel my face. Okay. <laughs> Actually, one you. of the people we were with, his nose turned like that level of white. That's like a you need to get inside now level of like it okay. just turned like completely white. And it was like, uh, your nose is about to get frostbite. Uh, you might have need you, to get inside. You've, you've never had like a longer beard in winter, have you? No. Because I will get my mustache just turns to ice. In the winter, oh, yeah, it's yeah, bad. Yeah. Is it it's from bad. like condensation from like the, your from nose? breathing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do, I mean, I, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to get back used to this again. But there's always that feeling in your nose, like you have like some big boogers in there. But I think it's yeah. just your nose hairs like freezing. I think so, probably. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> All right, Jared, my you next betcha. one. 
And I'm actually going to give you two, two more, two more check ones. I'm feeling, Jeez. I'm feeling confident right. tonight. So All this right. next one is Rika co muslina na jazyk prinese, which means uh, he or they say whatever the saliva brings to his tongue. Is this someone that rambles or does this like uh, says the first thing that comes like they speak without thinking, essentially? Yep, exactly. Hit that ham horn, my man. Absolutely. Yes. Wait, what's the English uh, literal again? Um, he says whatever the saliva brings to his tongue. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's very descriptive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, my last one is Icelandic, and it's ekem alveg afrulum. Fulum. And it literally means I came completely from the mountains. Is that like you came unprepared? Uh, no, no, no. You're, th- you're taking it a little too literally. Came from the mountains. You're tired? You're exhausted? No, but I like that guess. I didn't even think about that. What, what uh, is it? I'll give, you a, I'll give you a clue. So um, you and I talk about music a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll ask you questions about a guitar, and you'll all, almost always have a very long, in-depth answer. Okay. And uh, imagine you telling me about that, and halfway through, I'll be like, "Listen, bro, I I came completely from the mountains. You uh, like you're not. What are you? You're not interested. You're not. No, no, no. I'm always interested in everything you have to say. It means when you have no idea what uh, people are talking about. Oh, that's a good one. So like you don't mm-hmm. understand. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, is yeah. a good one. That's a good one. So my last one is Czech, and this is an adjective, and it's, I believe it's an adjective, hubata, which means all mouth. All, all mouth. mouth. Mm-hmm. Loquacious, a very loquacious person. Would you say that people who are loquacious are brazen or insolent? No. Loquacious then, just means you no. talk a lot. So all mouth would be more like brazen or insolent. What's insolent? I think it's like they're, they just, it's not only a lot of talk, but I think it's like you're, you're kind of uh, arrogant. Yeah. I just Googled it. The definition is, oh, hold on. Let's see. I can, you may not have heard that, uh, showing a rude or arrogant lack of respect. Yep. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, so you know what the, we don't want to do yeah? when we're traveling is be insolent. That's true. You don't want to be all mouth or hubata no. when you're traveling. And that's why I think it's important to learn some phrases. Exactly. Exactly. So before we get into survival language phrases, in at mm-hmm. least I have multiple different languages up here that I'm going to attempt to do. First, let's just talk about like just some basic important phrases and greetings that you might want to know when you go. And first, we'll obviously talk about them in English and then we'll move on to yeah. the other languages. I actually, th- this is good because I don't have any other languages. All I had was, first, why try to learn some simple phrases? Yep. And then we can get into what some of those phrases would be. Good. So, so why should we learn them, Jared? I think I have a couple of reasons. Number mm-hmm. one is to make an effort to be respectful. I think it's just a respectful thing to at least try to um, speak the language. And obviously, most times... Um, the person will be even if you say the word properly, they'll it'll be obvious that you're not from that language. But I right. think, at least in my experience, people always appreciate even the slightest effort being made, and so I think it's just a sign of respect. Uh, another one, and I was actually just listening to a podcast unrelated to this, but um, is that uh, not to get screwed over. 
I think if mm. you show that you can at least like this guy was talking about in um, he was in Argentina and they speak a very specific kind of Spanish. Yep. And when he was getting into a taxi to go somewhere, he spit out a couple of those words just so he didn't get like screwed on the fare. Just so the person, you know, just just to sh- you know, so I think it also shows that um, uh, people will be less likely to screw you over because they might not they might think, all right, he's not fluent or she's not fluent, but they at least kind of know something. So it'll be a little bit harder for me to do that. Another one mm-hmm. I have is uh, in case of emergency, uh, you know, you never know. Maybe you need, to, you maybe want to know how to say uh, police or hospital. I don't know, you know, or help or or where is the if you're uh, yep. lost or something like that. So mm-hmm. or uh, yeah, so I think just basic emergencies. And the last one I have is just uh, you know, just getting around, just basic necessities. Yeah, it's a sign of respect thing, but it also just makes your life easier if you can order something or you could. Just do basic things. It's not even like a, it's not. You, it doesn't have to be for a respectful reason. It's just as just to make your own life easier. I agree, and I would also add to that that um, not only is it very respectful, but I think it also shows the locals that you're interested and you're curious about the culture, mm-hmm. which I think will also generally make them more likely to try to help you. And I've had people really bend over backwards for me in like Germany and the Czech Republic when I try in German or Czech, right? I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. really need to try in German. I can do it now. But even way back in the day when my German wasn't so good. um, Right. um, Not according to that German teacher. (laughs) uh, That's true. Uh, That's true. That's that's another story for another time. But but yeah. And so, yeah. And so the, the thing is like, it's it's yeah it's just and it's a good way to make connections with people mm-hmm. because you don't come off as that ignorant arrogant tourist who expects the country to conform to you. Yeah, it's like the why reality, don't they speak English? <laughs> right. Exactly. The reality is you need to conform to the culture you visit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to, you know, love everything about the country, support everything the country does. Maybe you have different religious beliefs, political ideologies, what have you. That's totally fine. But if you're visiting a country, it's very important, I think, to be respectful of the culture, like you said, and mm-hmm. show an interest in the culture. And um, it's just it will make your trip and all of your travels go so much more smoothly. You'll meet a lot of people. Yes. Um, and people will hear your accent. And even though they might as- assume that you're probably from some Western country, mm-hmm. depending on how you look, it depends. But um, I would say that, that yeah, it, I've had a lot of really interesting conversations with people, especially here in the Czech Republic, that would not have happened if I would have just gone up and spoken English with them. Uh, because yeah. if you're willing to try in their language, they're so much more likely to, to also try in, in your language mm-hmm. um, or, or at least try to meet in the middle with English or, or whatever. We, so, yeah, we I had agree. That situation mm-hmm. in Berlin, too. You know, we had or you mostly had conversation. And I was just there. <laughs> I uh, had conversations with people in Berlin, but even when we were at Matthias's house, you know, I attempted the few French phrases I knew with with his uh, girlfriend's Swiss friends, and we had, like, fun conversations about it. It was just yeah. like an icebreaker. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, it will make your life so much easier getting around. Mm-hmm. I really tried to learn all the, the basics before coming to the Czech Republic. Um, and I, I knew I knew a lot of them. I've mastered, I would say, my basics in Czech now are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all my basic stuff for the most part I can get done other than calling a taxi. Every time I've called a taxi here, I have gotten hung up on it. every, at least here in Komotov. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. Well, I, 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 what's, what do you think the problem is? 
I don't know if they, I think they're just impatient because I call and I will tell them my address or I will tell them where I need to go and check. And I don't know if they think I'm like prank calling them or mm -hmm. what I'm doing, but um, they always hang up on me. Well, luckily we have Ubers. Not here. Not in oh, Komotov. Oh, in Komotov. I got you. Yeah. Right, in Prague, right, in right, Prague yeah. yeah, you're fine with Ubers. Mm -hmm. um, it was funny though. I took an Uber in Prague over the weekend and I started speaking to the guy in Czech. He was actually Tunisian. And he was going on and on and on and checking. I understood like a third of what he was saying. But then he looked at me and asked me a question. And I was like, and I told him in Czech, Nerozumim. I don't understand. Or, uh, yeah, I don't understand. Mluvete anglitsky. And he's, and he's like, oh, you, you don't speak Czech. He's like, I thought you were maybe Russian or, or Ukrainian or something. I'm like, Chad? You, like, you can see my name on Uber. <laughs> really? Is that, you know, but so, yeah, but maybe it, that was kind something. of funny. R right. You never know. Chadovsky. That's right. Um, but yeah, basic survival phrases, yeah, are super important. Just to reiterate what you said, Jared, yeah, for, for emergencies, it's great. Um, for basic things like shopping, um, hotels, taxis. And I will also agree that it can save you, definitely can save you getting scammed. And at yeah. least one tip I have for our listeners out there who are traveling to the Czech Republic, Prague has a very negative reputation when it comes from tax uh, to taxi drivers the trick is you have to ask them you tell them where you need to go and you ask them what it will cost and then there's a fixed rate more or less and then you're good to go um but a lot of people if you just get in and i will tell them in in, in check i'll say kolikto stoi which is like how much does it cost and they tell me in check and if it to me is a fair price i'll get in the cab if it's not I won't. Now I usually use Uber, but in the beginning, when I first got here, um, I actually didn't have Uber on my Czech phone, and so I would use the cabs here uh, in Prague. And and so that's another really good point. Another thing, too, I was in Germany in Frankfurt, and um, I was walking around the uh, Bahnhofsviertel, or the, the tra train station quarter, and it's kind of a seedy area of Frankfurt. Like, that's where the red light district is. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of junkies. There are a lot mm -hmm. of strip clubs or brothels. And I was walking by one of the, I don't know if it was a strip club or a brothel, but the guy stopped me and in English. He said, oh, here's a drink voucher. Come on in. You know, for you, no no entrance fee, whatever. And and I told him in no German. entering the building, but there's an entrance fee if you're entering some, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not wrong, Jared. Um, but, but he, so he said, um, you know, he said this to me in English and I said, I said, uh, in German, I don't have time. I'm meeting with friends, mm -hmm. which was actually a lie. I was just walking around. But and then he was super surprised and completely changed his demeanor and then started speaking to me in German. And this was summertime. And when my my beard is much, much shorter now, but it was longer at the time in the summer, I get some red hairs in my beard. Mm -hmm. And he told me he was like, oh, I thought you were like Irish or Scottish or something like, sorry. Mm. Um, although <laughs> like, like, sorry, I meant to scam a, a tourist. Not, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so it can definitely help you, um, without a doubt. But the yeah. other thing is too, and I, I would say other than these survival travel phrases, we will be discussing, do your research on the countries you go to figure out what are the typical scams? Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of tourist scams in different places, depending on your, your clothing, your ethnicity, a lot of different things you might stick out in different countries and cultures. So be aware of these things so you know how to prevent them, for sure. Yeah. 
One of my favorite scams that I had to, it was not really a scam, it's kind of, was when I went to Morocco. They have a lot of, uh, like, a, they have, like, a bazaar kind of area where you can buy a lot of stuff and knock off stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and you um, have to haggle with them, right? Like right, negotiate. Right, right. And they always start way higher for the tourist for prices, obviously. Of course. And so it's it's first, they, they what I was told was immediately cut the price in half, if not more. Like, so okay. if they say 40, start at 15. Um, and then, uh, you have to be ready to, to walk away. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and like, usually when you walk away, they'll call you like most times they'll call you back and be like, no, no, no. Okay. 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 That, that price right. works. My, uh, my German friend did that actually at the Noshmarkt when we were in Vienna mm. and, uh, this guy offered him these knockoff Ray-Bans and first he was like 10 euros. My friend was like, mm, all I really will do is five. And he's like, ah, the lowest I can go is seven. He was like, all right. And we started to leave. He was like, okay, okay, five, five euros. Um, nice. I probably so yeah, would have just so, gone with the seven. <laughs> right, right. But, but like the thing is, if you think about these people, it's better. I'm sure he bought those sunglasses for less than a dollar. I mean, they're knockoff Ray-Bans, right? Right. And so $5 is better than $0. For sure, for sure. And uh, it's, you know, he'll probably get some, some scam someone into paying 15 euros later that day. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe even more. Um, there were, at the Pride Parade, there was shirts that said um, "Gay fucking Pride," and um, <laughs> and on the back, oh, what did it say? It said something about like if you don't support LGBT people, like like sit your bit, shut your bitch ass up, or something like that. That's funny. <laughs> and they were like kind of like they're not knockoff. I mean, because there's no branding, but they were like just so, so, like locals were selling them on the street. And uh, they were just kept yelling, gay fucking pride. If you don't like it, shut your bitch ass up. And, uh, and I, I didn't realize that that was on the shirt at first. I was like, damn, that's a strong selling technique. Right. <laughs> then I realized, no that, oh, that's what it actually says on the shirt. That's funny. <laughs> that's good. That is too funny. <clears throat> well, right. Jared, I think we should get into some of these phrases. So I think, I think one of the most important ones, if, if I would say, at least for me, the two things you should learn, even if you're bad at language learning or whatever, Hopefully you tune into the Untranslatable podcast so you can learn more about language learning and such. You betcha. But I would say our greetings mm-hmm. and pleases and thank yous. Yes. For me, that is for like sure. the top two or, or three or four if you count hello, goodbye, please and thank you. Then four words mm-hmm. um, in a foreign language. And I think they're super crucial. So let's go through. Um, By the way, I forgot yeah. how to say goodbye in Czech and hello for that matter. No, you didn't. You said it at the top of the no, episode. No, well, that's like the short way. I forgot how to say like the uh, more formal way. Yeah, you'd, if if you heard it, you would know. It starts oh, with I'm a sure. D. Two Ds, actually. Dobry den. Yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so let's go through just... That's right. All right, I remember. That's good night. Yeah, that's good night. Oh, see, you got him. That's good afternoon. I remember. That's good evening. Sorry. Dobry vecher is a uh, good evening. Okay. Good evening. Yeah, dobro nots is good night. Yeah, so let's go through and, and talk about the different hellos we know in some foreign languages. Okay. Um, so obviously English, we have hello. Or if you're in Australia, I guess, what do they say? Good day? Do they actually G'day. say that? Probably. Okay. So we got hello. English covered. <laughs> uh, that's what the British people say. Right. All right. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> Oi. <laughs> I know... Um, Spanish, hola, or hola. Uh, buenos dias, mm-hmm. uh, or um, Japanese, 
konnichiwa or mm-hmm. good morning is ohayou gozaimasu mm-hmm. and uh uh how do you say goodbye in japanese um um sayonara yeah thank you sayonara mm-hmm. suckers uh <laughs> <laughs> don't don't say that don't say that when you go um french bonjour or uh, au revoir what's uh, bonsoir that's like good evening aha uh-huh, okay um like vuluku avec moi c'est soir that's d- tonight uh, <laughs> that whole that whole phrase means something different but well, right right but i was just saying all that to get to tonight right. um and then obviously au revoir um what are some other languages how do you say goodbye in czech ahoy well that's the chill way how do you what's the official i don't know nasledano mm-hmm. or nasla is the shorter one nasla okay. nasla um let's see here um all right now i'm trying to think of other languages we missed um let's see here um so we had czech dobriden we covered mm-hmm. um german let's see here hello Germ- guten hello tag. guten tag what do you say though in austria um mm, not grusgott is that yeah, the, yeah. oh Grüß is Gott. it yeah that's I in thought austria. That was southern germany but i guess they both say the same thing there right uh, Grüßgott is Austria, Southern Germany. Mm-hmm. Informal for Austria with your friends would be Servus. Right. But if, right. if you're already friends with them, you'd probably know all that. <laughs> um, servus. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, in, in the Czech Republic, I also hear people say, instead of, I hear Ahoy, a lot of people here also say Ciao, which is Italian actually. Mm. Um, but they'll yeah. also say Nazdar for like hello in the Czech and Republic Chao, as well. Ciao is, is very, not very universal, but it's pretty universal in Europe. Yeah. And it's it's like the aloha of Europe. Mm-hmm. Like it means both hello and goodbye, doesn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, do you know Russian? How to say hello in Russian? No. Privyet. Oh, right. I did know that. Privyet. Damn it. Uh-huh. I did know that. Yep. Chinese. Do you know how to say hello in Chinese? No. Ni hao. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, how I knew are, that one I th- too. <laughs> I, I think, and I think how are you is ni hao ma, I okay. think. Oh, uh, I know Korean is annyeong. Oh, nice. Okay. Or annyeong haseyo, I believe is like the longer way to say it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's the formal, annyeong haseyo. And uh, Portuguese uh, formal is hola. Hola? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's good. Guess, Ar- really. You know Arabic, right? No. Oh, yeah. Um, it's um, uh, salam. The longer one, though, I, I think is assalamu alaikum. Okay. But I think they do also say salam, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Uh-huh. And I love I love that phrase because at least assalamu alaikum, do you know what that actually means, Jared? Something go- – no, I don't. Peace be upon you. Oh, okay, okay. And I had a buddy – you might remember him. Um, I had a buddy that we would play soccer with back in East Lansing when we would play indoor. There were those couple Syrian guys, remember? Yeah, I, I don't I don't remember them specifically, but I know who you're talking about. And and they and they and I would say um, you know, salam or assalamu alaikum to them. And when when my friend explained that to me, he said that technically speaking, when you say this to someone, you should not ever do harm upon them. Mm. Like you should never hurt them, you should never wrong them. Obviously, you know, theory and practice are two different things, but <laughs> I think it's a great sentiment. You you did some hurt right. on that soccer field, though. <laughs> he definitely did. I didn't, but he yeah, definitely did. They're actually did. way better than both of them. They were fantastic. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Hellos are very important. Um, let's see if I can find some other ones for you. 
Um, let's see here. Oh, Hindi. Do you know Hindi? No, I should though. My my neighbors uh, spoke Hindi in Germany. Namaste. Oh, that makes sense. Namaste. And Namaste. then Russian. So Russian has formal and informal, and Privet, uh, I'm pretty sure, is informal. Um, formal would be Zdrastvuite. Zdrastvuite. Form, formal, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then let's see here. So, aha, Merhaba. Do you know what language that would be? Merhaba. It's, uh, no, I have no idea. Turkish. Oh, okay. okay. And apparently you can also hear this in areas of Cyprus um, and similar also in Azerbaijan, uh, parts hmm. of Iran, Georgia, and Balkans as well. Um, Sign Bainu is Mongolian um, for hello. Um, Are we about to go through every country uh, in the world right now? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> also though, Marhaba, so not Merhaba, but Marhaba is informal Arabic Okay. Um, as well. Um, Hausa is Sanu or Salam Alaikum, mm-hmm. depending on where. Um, Swahili Swa- is Jumbo. Jumbo. Yeah, yeah, Jumbo, very good. Yeah. Uh, yep, Nihao is uh, Mandarin. Um, let's see here. Actually, and that's that's all I have on my list. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to go through every country. But yeah, the hellos are very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and the, the nice thing is, though, if you don't know how to say hello, a lot of times if you go somewhere, people will greet you with it. And my tip is just repeat what they say. Now, yeah. you do have to be careful. With some languages, they may have different ways to greet men and women. Like the ending on the word might be different or something like this. Or I know like an air Formal versus informal situation. That, that as well. It's safe, always safe to go on the more formal side. Um, it's better to be, t- in my opinion, it's better to be corrected because you were too polite than not polite enough. Mm-hmm. What were you, you about to say g- about Arabic, by the way? Uh, Arabic, I know the they have a different ending, I believe, for uh, men and women. Like, uh, what's okay. your name is different. The verb is different for men than for women. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so just be aware of some of those things. But the nice thing is, as a foreigner traveling... People usually give you a lot of leeway. I always screw yeah. up the endings on check words because they change depending on the case, and they, they understand me. Yeah, um, they do correct me, but I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I, I get it, but why are you correcting me? I'm not gonna remember it. <laughs> like I didn't take a check grammar class. I'm. That's just the truth, you know. It's yeah. just the truth. Um, yeah. And at this point, I could care less about the endings just because. Um, I'm not going to be a check teacher, you know. I'm not, you know. Yeah. So. And this is survival check. Uh, exactly you know, trying to get around it's like you know what exactly I'm saying. right exactly um so the greetings are very important now let's look at some ways to say please and thank you so jared how do you say in spanish uh. <laughs> uh please is por favor and mm-hmm. uh thank you is uh gracias and then what do you say for your welcome de nada very good which literally means for nothing yeah or of, which of check? Nothing, but yeah. Which check? They also have a similar one. So you say, what do you say in check? Do you remember for please? Diakui. That's thank you. Oh, excuse me. Prosim. Very good. Yeah, prosim is please. Diakui is thank you. Then you can answer with prosim again as like a you're welcome, or you can say nanizach, which means like also like for nothing. So similar to Spanish. I bet you French languages have like a. For nothing. Like German, yeah. you could say Machnix or something like yeah. that. Or kein yeah. problem or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, French, uh, s'il, vous pla- s'il vous plaît is please. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, merci or mm-hmm. merci beaucoup is thank you. And then and beaucoup is thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. 
uh-huh. and your welcome is Dorian. Mm-hmm. And then here, means. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. And German is great because you only need to know two words and you can get a couple different sayings for them. Yeah. Bitte is please. Danke or danke schön is thank you. Danke schön, thank you very much. And then you can just repeat bitte after they say danke schön or mm-hmm. danke as you're welcome. The crazy thing, though, is the Germans use the word bitte for a lot of different scenarios, right? Yeah. So if people are talking and you don't hear them, you could say bitte, like what? Mm-hmm. You know, or could you repeat that? Um, when your waiter or waitress is handing you your plate, they might say bitte schön. Or yeah, when they come up, know. right, or when they come up to your table to take your order, they might also come up and say bitte schön. Like, okay, yeah. what we, you know, it's crazy. There's yeah, actually very a, flexible, right? Which is great though. I love it. Um, that, that word is just so versatile in German, that one word, mm-hmm. which is great. And Italian, um, the, the please is similar to Spanish. It's per favore. Per favore. And, and thank you. Grazie. Yep. Good. Uh, Portuguese, do you know? Yes. Well, I don't know how to say thank you. Por favor, I don't know how to say thank you. Or please, oh, excuse me. I, oh. I, I know Obrigado. Say, yeah, I was going to say, I know how to say thank you. I don't know how to say yeah. please is what I meant. It's por, por favor. They oh, probably okay. pronounce it differently, but yeah. Yeah, but I didn't know mm-hmm. obrigado. I didn't know that. Just right. making it clear. I knew that everyone. <laughs> right. And then thank you in Chinese is... Um, she, she. She, yep, she, she. Um, let's see I don't see know how here. to say please, though. I think it's... Um, oh, how do you pronounce this? Um, I think it's like tsing. I could be wrong with my pronunciation, people. Jared's looking it up. We'll see. But yeah, shishes. Thank you. Okay, there you go. Yep. And then, and then Arabic. So please to a man. Here we go. So this is what I meant with the differences with men and women. So please, if you're saying it to a man, is min fadlak. To a woman, min fadlik. So that ending is different. Uh, do you know thank you in Arabic, Jared? No. Shukran. Shokran. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. No. Shokran. See, we're learning here as well. So this is great. Mm-hmm. And then Russian is, what's please, Jared? Bajalsta. Uh-huh. Very good. Thank you, David. <laughs> and do you know thank you? Uh, uh, no. Is it similar to Czech? No. Okay. Spasiba. 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 Gotcha. Is, is thank you in Russian. Uh, Japanese, as we said, thank you is arigato. What mm-hmm. is please? Do you know? No. I believe I'm probably going to butcher this pronunciation, but uh, I believe it's onigashimasu. Okay. Probably said it wrong, but yeah. And then the crazy thing about Swedish is Swedish pleases tak, and guess what? Tak tak. Thank you is also tak. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's easy. Tak mm-hmm. tak. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And the interesting thing is, too, a lot of, you know, you have your Italian, Spanish, and Portuguese that all are similar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so there are some similarities with these as well, with the, the pleases and thank yous. And I think, at least for me, when I think of an ideal traveler or tourist or guest in a country, would be someone that is respectful of these different cultural differences and does try to speak the language a little bit which is why we wanted to do this episode and why the pleases and thank yous can be so, so, so very important when you go places. So we don't need to get into translating all of the words, but I I have some other phrases that I think are important to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
excuse me, which sometimes could be the same as please or thank you, depending on where you're at. Right. Um, where is blah, 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 blah. Yep. I think could be very useful. Um, another one that I think is very useful. Nuvete Anglitsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, do you speak English and Czech? But, you know, learn in whatever language you're going to. How much? Right. I think yes. it's very important. Uh, how do you say? I think yep. it would be useful. Yep. Uh, I would like. Oh, definitely. It's also important. That's That makes it so, like you could essentially, with, how, with I would like and please and thank you, you can essentially go to a restaurant and order something mm-hmm. and have that taken care of. Yep. Another yep. one I have just um, because maybe you're actually having a more casual conversation is I am from. Yep. Soy de Michigan. Mm-hmm. I'm from Michigan. Muy bien. Uh, and that's all I have. Another I one. Are... I think you missed a very, very, very important one. Mm-hmm. My name is and what is your name? Oh, yeah. Yes. I think yes. those are very important, especially if you're meeting locals and they're being friendly with you. You should definitely ask them some questions about their, about you know themselves. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you can – obviously, hello is great, but if you could also you know say, my name is blah, 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 I am from. What is your name? Where are you from? And depending on the culture, it might also be useful to know how to say how are you. Yes. That's yes. a very important one. It, it depends, though. Uh, you know, in the States, we use how are you more like a greeting. Mm-hmm. So be aware if you're an American listen, listening to this episode, um, people will give you weird looks if you go abroad and you say, hi, how are you? And then just keep walking down the street. Um, yeah, don't right, do that. Right. Don't do that. That's a bad <laughs> look. But yeah, excuse me is an important one. Also, one that I made sure to learn before I came here was nice to meet you. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a good. good one as well. Especially nice to meet going you. into, I mean, for you specifically, going into a job surrounded by Czech people. Right, exactly. Um, and then also this one, this one say could... It? Say it. Uh, 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 nice to meet you is... Um, um, okay. Which is confusing though, because in Czech, if you say... Um, that means I am looking forward to. Mm. So it's okay. kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Another, another one that, that now this is where, like we mentioned, kind of at the top of the main segment, um, do your research about the culture and find out if this is an appropriate question to ask or not. But another one could be how old are you? Mm. Might be appropriate, might not be. Depends on the culture. When is that, when do you, when is that coming in handy? I wonder. When you're trying to get to know somebody better. Okay. Okay. You know, how old are you? Because if you don't know, so if I can't gauge how old you are and I don't know how old you are, I don't, you know, if you're 18, I'm probably not going to say, oh, what do you do for a living? I mean, Mm. you could ask that, but if you said, oh, I'm 18, I would say, oh, are you, are you studying? Are you working? Exactly. Um, but be careful with that. Um, you know, some cultures that might be inappropriate. Um, if the person says they're 18, my response would be goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Gotta be more open-minded when you uh, make friends, Jared. Um, but anyways, another another good question to ask is, what are your hobbies? And this is a Czech phrase I have asked many, many people. Mm. And it is, jaki um, so tvě oblíbne koničky? Which are, what are your favorite hobbies? Um, How would you say that in German? Was sind deine, was sind deine Lieblingshobbies? Okay. All right. Or I, I tend to use the phrase, what do you like to do in your free time? Was machst du gerne in deiner Freizeit? Mm-hmm. Which okay. is a good yeah, one. Yeah, I've yeah. definitely busted that one out in Germany plenty of times. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and also You're, it's so funny. Like these ways to make conversation seem all seem so foreign to me. I was like, oh yeah, I guess you could ask someone that. That's, that's, <laughs> right. that's a great way to make conversation. Right. Um, we should do an episode on on like having conversations. I think we that would be kind one. of fun. We definitely I mean, have a e- small talk episode. Right. Well, but I think I think it would be fun to do an episode maybe about deeper conversations because okay. small talk is okay, but it's really fun when you can have those deeper conversations. Two very basic phrases we completely forgot that I cannot believe is how to say yes and no. Oh, yeah, of course. Those are super <laughs> important. How yeah, to say yes there. and no. Right, right. Start with yes and no and hello. Start with yes and no, hello, thank you, and maybe goodbye. Mm-hmm. And I, please and thank you. Um, but Those yeah, are as the you said, basics for sure. Right, right. And also, as you said, Jared, do you speak is an important one. Luvete anglitski. Luvete anglitski. Is one, um, you know, do you speak English? I've asked that many times. And what's funny is when I ask that here, the response I generally get is no. But then and then speak. I speak English with them and they speak really good English. And then they know exactly what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> now... On that same vein, so some some phrases and things about language and communication. Obviously, do you speak? One that's been very useful for me is I don't understand. In mm-hmm. Czech, that's nerozumim, and that has saved me quite a few times because people will just keep sense. talking and talking, and they'll see the look on my face, and they won't completely get it. And then when I say nerozumim, then they're like, oh, okay. Seems like you have an unwanted guest. What? It seems like you have an unwanted guest in your home right now. I yeah. see you like looking around, slapping shit. Some mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, it's that time of the year, unfortunately. Um, another important one, too, is could you speak a little slower? Now, I will oh. say this. For a lot of people traveling out there, if depending on the country you go to, if you can get a cheap SIM card and your phone is unlocked, I would highly suggest downloading Google Translate. Now, if yes. you're in some um, Asian countries, especially like uh, mainland China, you will not be able to access Google um, just on a basic Chinese SIM card. So then you want to download different apps and translators and things like this. And ideally, Thanks. you want to find one w- that has usually like a little speaker icon or like a little volume icon and you can click it and it will say it. Yes, that would be great. So it's yeah. even better than showing them your phone and they got to like squint and be like, eh. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so some other ones which are important that Jared mentioned, how much mm-hmm. I would like if you're at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think sometimes it's helpful to learn the words for cash or card. I learned those very quickly yeah. here because whenever I would ask to pay, which do you remember how to say that, Jared? Um, very good. Very good. Um, Parada. And, and a lot of times they'll ask me, um, where do they say? Um, I'm trying to think now. Um, Hotovost is cash and kartu is card. So they would ask me that in the beginning. And then, you know, I would tell them cash because I, I usually pay by cash here. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that's also useful to know. Um, yeah. There are a lot of places here in Philadelphia that don't take card, like restaurants and stuff, especially right. the BYOB ones. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a good thing to know, even if you're coming to the U.S. Right. Yeah, it's good. It's I always try to bring some cash on me when I travel mm-hmm. because you know what they say, cash is king. So if you're in a jam, you can use cash. Then, you know, it's not like if you go to a restaurant, all you have is a card. Well, if their card machine is down, right. I don't know how you're going to pay for your dinner. 
So yeah, right. um, it's also good, I think, to also understand phrases like, um, obviously you could just say no, but, but phrases like I don't want or too expensive, something like this. I've heard stories of people going to countries where they do have a lot of like bartering and, and, um, haggling and negotiating for stuff. And some, some, you know, of these salespeople can be very, very aggressive and kind of in your face. And, um, and you can just tell them like, I don't, you know, I don't want, I'm not interested. And if you learn that in the local tongue and you say it, I think they're probably going to get off your back much, much quicker. I feel like you have a lot of expectations for someone traveling to a country for the first time on things that they should learn. I'm just trying to get them as prepared as they can. They got to take like a six week intensive course. You better uh, believe it. (laughs) Or tune into the untranslatable podcast. Even better. That's true. Right. That's true. Um, Also, learn untranslatables. (laughs) Exactly. I think the other thing, though, as you mentioned, is um, just where is. Where is yeah. can be very, very useful. Mm-hmm. Now, the only tricky thing with where is, is if they answer in the language and you don't know it, that's when oh that's when when I've done that here in the Czech Republic and they've started to say stuff, I'll point. So yeah. I'll point yeah, yeah. and then they'll point. And then, then I know, mm-hmm. okay, so they mean you go left here, right? And that helps as well. And the crazy thing is, I think what a lot of people, what you learn when you do a lot of traveling is that you can get a lot done with gestures and and. Like there are ways to communicate without speaking the same language and you can get things done. Um, yeah, but it's helpful sure. to still learn some basic f- travel phrases without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that was great. I want to hear about the song of the pod because it, uh, it, it's, I, I'm just I'm curious about it. Okay, so let's I'm talk always, about it. It always seems like yours have a story behind them and this seems yeah. like it would too. This does. And it's um, it's uh, words by Mala Ruckus, mm-hmm. and they're a Czech band. I I found I noticed uh, from Prague, but this song at least is in English, and mm-hmm. they're they're I guess what you would consider like a indie sort of rock group or like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. what would you call like acoustic? Yeah, I'd call group. them indie. I'd call yeah. them an indie group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So so here's the thing. So he, well, here's the story. Before we get into the song Words by Mala, uh, Mala Ruckus, if I remember correctly, they actually formed, I believe, in either China or Taiwan. And um, so I they, met is them. Is that where they met or did they know each other already? I'm, I'm not really sure. Okay. But um, you said you met them. I have. Well, I met the oh. singer and the guitar player. And by singer, I mean the gentleman with the, with the longer kind of light brown hair and the guy sitting next to him to his left playing mandolin. Uh, if you watch our YouTube video, um, which will be out on our Twitter, Untranslatable One, or um, on our YouTube channel as well, Untranslatable Podcast. So I've met these guys at the secret bar. Um, did I take... I took you and Don there, didn't I? Nope. We nope. didn't go there. Okay. Because nope. he said it's usually not open during the week. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, so I met them at the uh, secret bar. In Prague. And what's funny was this secret bar has guitars on the wall and you can play them. And so I was, uh, I'm the, I don't know. I love playing guitar at my apartment and I love playing with a band, but I hate it when people are like, oh, just go up and play something. Go up and play. Cause I'm like, what, what do you want me to play? Like what, you know, but don't and, you have a lot of songs that's like in the top of your head? Well, sure. But I, if, if I'm there by myself, I would rather just kind of noodle on the guitar. Um, but that's not really super interesting for other people that are there. 
And so I was like, all right, well, what's a, what's a song that I know that that's like a pretty guitar song? And of course, Jimi Hendrix wrote some of the best guitar music out there, I in, in my opinion. Going. <laughs> and so I played Wind Cries Mary by Jimi Hendrix, which check that song out, all of you, if you've not heard it. It's amazing. I love the lyrics. The guitar part's fantastic. Did you sing it? Wait for it. I'm sorry. So I was playing <laughs> Wind Cries Mary, and it starts out with this pretty little intro. Um starts out with this pretty little intro. I'm really tempted to, to go get my guitar and play it, but I won't. But it starts out with this really nice intro, and then it starts in the verse. And uh, I started playing the verse and kind of doing a couple other little, like, fills and stuff since I wasn't singing. And they had a microphone set up. And then and then I did the, the little, like, interlude between the the verse and the and the chorus. Um, and then the singer from Mala Ruckus and... Uh, I cannot remember his name. Canadian guy, super awesome, came up and started singing it. And this dude has pipes. He sang it word for word, was perfect. We had a great conversation. And then it turns out the guy who's playing the mandolin in the video, uh, who I think he's actually their lead guitar player, but I could be wrong. But we had like an hour conversation about Jimi Hendrix and guitar and everything. And these guys were just super nice and super awesome. And... Um, I actually saw them again this weekend while I was in Prague. Uh, and so then I realized, oh, these are a very international group of guys, great band. Um, and what's interesting though is, so the video for Words by Mala Ruckus on YouTube is actually an acoustic take, which is fantastic. But I actually prefer, they have a version on Spotify. It's off of their um, EP, Beast of Our Babylon, which came out last year, and it's awesome. Check it out. The harmonies are great. The guitar parts are great. I love the lyrics. The lyrics are absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think what they are off the top of my head now. I mean, it seems like the now, you know, I well, you know what? I'm not even going to say what what it's about because that kind of ruins the fun for all of you. So give it a listen. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Words by Mala Ruckus. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I'll post the, the spot. You said Spotify? Yeah. I'll, well, I don't have Spotify, so that might get tough. I was going to say I'll post the Spotify version uh, to Twitter. I'll figure it out. I can do everything. I mean, you can post the YouTube one, too. I mean, the YouTube one's fantastic as well. Yeah, that's true. I will do that. I will definitely do that. But you're saying that you like the uh, the other version as well. What What uh, were your thoughts on it, though, Jared? I liked it. I, it was, um, it was you know, chill. Uh, I like the uh, the harmonies. If I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. there are a good amount of harmonies in there. Their mm -hmm. voices sounded very nice. Um, yeah, it was it was a good song. I liked it. I liked it, and I, and I liked their story because there was something about how at the very beginning how they got in trouble for for performing like on the street in China or something like that. And also, I noticed that they're like, you know, this was part of some sort of series that they called Gorilla Gigs. Gorilla mm -hmm. at G E E U or however you spell it, not Gorilla mm -hmm. the Animal. Um, and so I, I like the idea of, of whatever it was that, you know, I, I put it together in my head. But I, I like the idea of, of that sort of Gorilla Gigs thing. And I liked it. I thought it was great. Right. And, and sorry, actually, uh, I, I made a mistake. So actually, Words is off their album, People Mountain, People See. So okay. check that out, Mala Ruckus. You can also get it on their website, malaruckus.com. So also check that out. It's always great when we can support... Um, Support our musicians. I'm sure yeah. they get probably better, um, better pay from their actual website than um, off of Spotify. 
Um, so yeah, and they have a couple of videos out on YouTube and apparently some merchandise coming soon as well. So check them out. And I have to say the guitar player is absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm a huge fan of his playing. He really does a lot of really tasteful, great stuff. His phrasing is impeccable. So check them yeah. out. Mala Ruckus, Words. It's a fantastic song. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. You betcha. All right. Check word of the pod, please. Coming down ready? to the final couple check words of the pod. Mm-hmm. And this word is Przeżyty. Przeżyty. Uh, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. Survival. Oh, okay. Okay. Survival. Uh, my Spanish word of the pod, I'm still taking my lessons, I actually might do one today, nice. is viajar, or that's a noun, or a verb, or I'll give you also the noun, which is viaje. Oh, viaje is uh, uh, travel. There you go, good job. Mm-hmm. And viajar is, via, viajar is to travel, obviously. Yep, the infinitive. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever I um, do these Spanish lessons... My Spanish teacher, Sydney, always seems to be emotionally, physically, and mentally drained at the end of them. Okay. And uh, I think Do you I ask like a lot of questions? Of course I do. I feel like that okay. is something to good. do with me. That's a good thing, though. <laughs> Could you give some tips for some home home teaching? How do um, – a good way to go about it? I mean, I know you're not, like, experienced for, for, at learning For her or for you? I guess both, whoever you have the tips for. You're, you're a teacher, but you've also – done some guerrilla language learning yeah if you yeah. have any i know no, i'm putting no you on the spot so number number I'm one always, I'm, I'm always number like, one not to do this <laughs> this is number one this is for both of you and i think it really goes without saying but i'm gonna say it anyways key is patience yes key is patience she's more uh, patient than i am i feel like right. i'm always getting annoyed when i make so then that's for you I should know patience this. patience well here's the other thing when you're learning a foreign language, you need a lot of input. You need to see the words, hear the words, read the words, write the words, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it just, it takes time. That's that's why it always drove me crazy when the Rosetta Stone commercials would be like, become fluent in three months. It's like, no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't become fluent in your native tongue until you're like, I, I think they say like, you're truly like fluent, fluent by eight, I think like eight. Yeah. yeah. So that just goes to show you. Um, the other thing is, well, so so how structured are your le- like what? Give me the breakdown of what do what do your Spanish lessons look like? Well, we essentially just follow this online textbook, so it's rather structured. I'm actually starting to think. Well, actually, this is more her starting to think that maybe it should be less structured. And yep. for example, after we did this one section in the textbook, I agree. Which seemed to be, uh, as I mentioned, draining. We actually like looked at um, YouTube videos that were like mm-hmm. about you know people talking about their growing up in in Hispanic households, and right. like I would I would they would like say random phrases, and I would like pause and be like, wait a second, so is he saying this or blah blah blah? And um, that's that great though. That's way really more good. Enjoyable and less exhausting mm-hmm. than the the textbook stuff we were doing. So so here here's the thing. I would say if you are trying to learn academic Spanish, which I don't think you are, Mm-mm. I don't really think you need a textbook. Like it might, it might help you a little bit, um, but I would say watch YouTube videos, watch a movie with her in Spanish with English subtitles. Well, that's a good idea. Do a movie night. Have some good. Have some good wine. Have a have a little movie night or some cerveza, whichever mm-hmm. you prefer. Um, and so here's the thing. Like I think. 
a textbook is good in terms of being able to read Spanish and write Spanish. But but really, because Spanish is a phonetic language, for the most part, if you can speak it, you can kind of get away with reading it. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So I would say, one, you guys should just try to have very basic conversations. Very, very basic conversations of... And, and I know this sounds really stupid, but do some role plays. Do like a you're at a store oh, we'll and you need to buy. <laughs> I knew you were going to take it there. Um, do do some role plays. You know, like she's the store clerk and you need to find something or you're going shopping uh-huh. and you want to know if they have this T-shirt in blue instead of red or do you have a medium instead of a large, blah, blah, blah. Things like this. I would say role plays are good. And even if you you co-write the role play with Sydney and then go through it is also mm-hmm. fine. You know, if and I would say. You should try to write as much as you can. And what you could do is first learn vocabulary. So with Sydney, you could write a list or even look up maybe in your in your Spanish. Te- this is where the textbook could become helpful. I love how you're taking notes right now, Jared. This is great. <laughs> um, what you could do is, you know, maybe there's like at, at the end of most chapters, either the beginning or the end of a lot of chapters in yep. language textbooks, there's like a list of target vocab, what you have to yep. learn. Mm-hmm. I would look at that list. Practice pronouncing those words with Sydney and then and then write those words down and then write a dialogue or a role play using those words. And I would do that for your first lesson with whatever. Then your second or your third lesson, try to have a conversation and use those words. Okay. Right? That might be really challenging, but I think if mm-hmm. you study it enough, you could definitely do it. Um, yeah. And so just more speaking, more speaking, more listening, movies, videos, music. I think yep. what you should can can Sydney sing? Yes. So I think what you need to do is we did talk ask, about the music too. We haven't done it, but that did come up as an wh- as an. Option. What you need to do is you need to ask her what's a song she likes to sing in Spanish, and you find the chords and you play them on piano All and right, she sings. Relax, bro. Relax, I'm serious. Bro. <laughs> I'm serious. I am dead serious. Okay. Um, or, or let me know the chords and I'll Skype in on your Spanish lesson and I'll play the <laughs> chords for you. How about that? But, but seriously, if you can, the, the key with learning any language is make it applicable to your life. And I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but a textbook isn't really that. It's pretty cut and dry. It's not super applicable to your life. Yeah, yeah. And she, I seem to enjoy the textbook way more than she does. Like she seems to be bored by it. So Obviously this is what, not really right, learning anything. But, right. Uh, so this is what you do. You you learn the textbook on your own. Maybe take five, ten minutes every day. Just go mm-hmm. through some exercises or some things on the textbook. Then when you have questions, ask her those. Don't mm-hmm. waste her time going through the textbook. She needs to be used as, um, you know, I don't like using the term used. She needs to be <laughs> available for you as someone to speak with, yeah. to answer questions. And that will be more fun for her. Because I, like I, the, hate, the movie I hate going I through textbooks. Yeah. So I hope those are some decent tips for you, Jared. Yeah, for sure. Let me know Thank how you. they go. Will do. Will Let do. me know how they go. Okay. So, Jared, it's time for some cheesy jokes. Mm-hmm. So you here betcha. we go. What did E.T.'s mother say to him when he got home? I don't know. Where on earth have you been? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do some people appear bright until you hear them speak? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. Because light travels faster than sound. Oh, that's a good. That's clever. 
Right? I thought that was a decent one. That sounds one. like something my parents would say about like my friends or something. Right. Right. Um, so, what's worse than raining cats and dogs? I don't know. What, what's worse? Hailing taxis. Yeah, especially as a black person. Is that true? Yeah, of course there's a stereotype that it's way harder to get a taxi as a black person. Okay. I didn't I didn't know that. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Uh so Jared, why don't aliens visit our planet? Uh why's that? Why not? We have terrible ratings, only one star. Mm. That's good. That's good. Right? Right? You like, like that one, one, huh? Yeah. That's a good one. Let me see if I can find any last ones for you. Um, okay. Ooh, this is a good one. I like this one. All right, this is the last one for you. How does a snowman get around? Mm, ice. He rides an icicle. Uh, okay. Oh, right? I, like bicycle, bicycle, icicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's clever. At first, right? I was like, how's he riding an icicle? <laughs> He's a snowman. He's magical, man. He can do what he wants. Um, so, yeah. So we, we hope this episode has been useful for all of you so you can have an idea of some travel phrases you can learn. And I have actually a resource for all of our listeners out there. There's actually a website that's pretty cool. It's called survivalphrases.com. And they have right here, so you can choose your language. And you do have to sign up with your email and stuff, but it's a free account. And they have, so I'll just go through the list of languages they have here. It's pretty impressive. And they have videos and all sorts of different stuff. They have podcasts as well. So check them out. Survivalphrases.com is the website. And right here I see they have Afrikaans, Arabic, Bulgarian, Cantonese, Chinese, Czech. If I would have known this before I came here, my survival Czech probably would have been way better. Parada. Czech, Danish, Dutch, English, Filipino, Finnish, French, German, Greek, Hebrew, Hindi, Hungarian, Indonesian, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Norwegian, Persian, Polish, Portuguese, Romanian, Russian, Spanish, Swahili, Swedish, Thai, Turkish, Urdu, and Vietnamese. So they have a ton. So check them out um, and you can uh, get access to their content ar- archive through, the, uh, through an email account. And it's very easy. They have 34 different languages from Arabic to Vietnamese. So check them out as well, survivalphrases.com, and hopefully they can help you on your journey as well. And just to recap, why should they learn some survival phrases, Jared? Uh, I think it's important to learn them because it's uh, it's just a sign of respect to uh, make an effort. People appreciate it. Um, it's a good way not to get scammed. Uh Maybe it can get you out of a pickle, a difficult situation, depending mm-hmm. on that difficult situation. And it's just an easier, it just makes it easier to get around, knowing basic necessities. Like mm-hmm. uh, hello and thank you, goodbye, please, may I have, or I would like, I guess. Right. It, it just makes it easier for you to enjoy uh, your place. Exactly. So learn these survival travel phrases so you can respect and truly enjoy the culture you travel to. Mm-hmm. So we hope, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and there have been a few insightful little tidbits for you. And uh, let us know what survival language phrases you like to learn before you travel to a country at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You could also slide into our DMs with some useful survival travel phrases 
uh, at our Twitter handle, Untranslatable1. Pleasure. Also check out our website, untranslatablepodcast.com, with tons of very eloquently worded untranslatables uh, from Jared, which we really appreciate, Jared. And also check out our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast, where you can find our songs of the pod um, and also our episodes as well if you want to see our beautiful faces. Well, Jared's beautiful face and my cleft chin, apparently. So there you go. (laughs) So we hope you've enjoyed. Uh, Get out there, travel, learn new languages, have fun. Spread a little love. As we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Que cuyame a muchas gracias. <laughs>